As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to Is This Good? The show where we boldly conclusively and scientifically decide what things in this big wide world are good. I'm Matt Austin and with me as always is production powerhouse Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi JD. And today's guest is a former banker turned podcaster turned roving content creator. You may know him from the Basketball Jones, the Starters, or No Dunks, but he's currently on a quest to play 20 pickup games of basketball in 20 cities in 20 countries while eating 20 bananas and wearing (laughs) one pair of flip-flops. It's the one and only international man of mystery, Lee Ellis. Lee, welcome back Ah, to Is This Good? Thank you. Thank you so much for that introduction, Matt. You would find it quite hilarious how many people at my runs turn up with bananas and say i brought you some bananas it's happened more often than not so uh the uh potassium do you eat them in front of them to show them your thanks absolutely or do you put them in your bag and say oh that one's for later (laughs) no 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 i always eat them while i'm there and uh yeah, it's great. People have been very generous uh, in, in the things that they've been bringing to the to the runs, but more than anything else, it's been bananas. You're like the Jim Morrison of uh, bananas. He used to take every drug that anyone would ever give them. <laughs> Just give Lee Ellis a banana and he's sucking it down. I mean, That's so true, JD. Like, like Lee's traveling the world, you know, like a musician, like a rock star. They normally get drugs and booze brought to them and stuff. Lee's getting potassium. Yeah. Well, I've actually got quite a bit of booze as well that's come along uh, on the journey so uh yeah it's been uh quite uh you know quite good people have been very generous and uh it's been great fun uh well you know you've, you've been traveling the world we're gonna get to all of that but today i would say you've you've in a sense traveled back in time i do to your feel seat like that. in the classic factory in atlanta um, how does it feel to be back? I have to say, even though you probably haven't podcasted in a while, you're still a true professional. You spat out your gum three seconds before we went on air, which I do appreciate. In my head, I was wondering, I wonder if he's going to chew gum this whole podcast. I wonder if he's, he's too no, cool for podcasting no, no, no. now. Uh, but you did. So how does it feel to be back? It, it does feel like I was in the DeLorean a little bit there with uh, JD looking like Dr. Brown and uh, yep. back in the studio. It's been... Uh, yeah, what is it? It's it's August. I think my last uh, studio show was probably October. I think yeah, October yeah, 10 yeah October, or something like yep, that. So yep. uh, yes, yeah, I looked it up. October seventh, twenty twenty two. Right. Okay. Yeah. So 
10 months. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it looks pretty much the same. I think uh, there's a few extra, uh, a few extra little decorations, but um, <laughs> other than that, you know, JD's looking great. Thanks, man. He's appreciate in shorts, it. which I appreciate. And uh, <laughs> I, was, I, I literally had pants on earlier. I was like, I can't wear pants no, with Lee Ellis no, coming over. No. I don't even pack pants when I go these days, JD. So, uh. <laughs> oh well, we might be getting to uh, some of that in the show. Uh, just so I know, like, sort of how familiar you are with everything. Is it true that you've listened to every single episode of Is This Good? Um, <laughs> Do you know me? I'm a big podcast head. There's not a podcast out there that I haven't listened to. So, uh, of course, yeah. No, uh, you know that's. Uh, I'm just not a big podcast guy. That's just not me. So, uh-huh, uh-huh. You, know. Well, so you know, we had Cam Stewart on, your oh, favorite. So actually funny. Yeah, that was like two weeks ago or something like that. I two, have three weeks ago. Yeah, I do actually have that one in the can. I do want to listen to that one um, because I, I'm sure that one will be incredibly entertaining. So uh, I will check that one out. you you have my word. I'll listen to that one, Matt. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Thankfully. Um, all right. So your last uh, podcast, like we said, was October 7th, 2022. It was titled, I just looked it up, End of an Era, uh, because it was, of course, where you announced that you were leaving. I was listening to the show. I was surprised. Um, like, take me back to that moment. How long had this been brewing in your head before you before you decided to tell the guys? Because from what I understand, after from when you told the guys that you were moving on to do your your trip, which we're going to get to, to mm-hmm. the actual podcast where you said you were leaving, was not a long period of time, like maybe a week or something like that. Yeah, I mean, there's no real like day that it was like, okay, I'm doing it on this day. It was more just a, a culmination of a, of a build up of things. I mean, you know, uh, as you know, I like to travel a lot with my family, my boys, and certainly during COVID when we couldn't travel that was kind of like frustrating for us because we like to get out we like to you know go visit family and friends around the world and so I think when I went to Berlin a couple of years ago and I, and I started playing basketball there um, and I put those clips up on, on my Instagram and they weren't like I'm not out there lighting people up by any means I'm just trying to have fun and play and I got a really strong response to that and, and people started saying hey why don't you come to my city and come to my country and play and we'll put on a game and I didn't think too much of it and then you know uh, last year the same thing sort of happened in Barcelona when I was there people you know said come on out and play and so I went and played and at, at some, you know, some point along the way, I just started thinking like, I wonder if I could actually make this happen. I wonder if I could actually do this. I then sort of tried to think of how I was going to make it all happen. And I don't really know. I didn't really know then. I'm still figuring it all out as I'm going. <laughs> right. But that's, that's awesome. That That is the part of it that I enjoy the most. That I, you know, things that have happened that there's no way I could have predicted them. Uh, to have happened some things I've planned of it but plenty of things I haven't and and that's kind of how it's um, coming together so there are you know there's been incredible uh, highs and there's been some devastating lows there's no doubt about it I mean the the, the wave of, and the roller coaster of emotions has been gigantic but every day I can I can genuinely say that I'm learning I'm, I'm figuring something else out something goes your way and you're like oh maybe this is going to work out and then a couple of things go against you and you're just like oh my god how did how did this happen so um but it's a it's a really fun adventure what does doing it mean to you like you said oh so i started thinking about this thing and i wondered if i could do it so you set yourself a goal gonna play 20 games of pickup in 20 cities and 20 countries over the course of i think i i saw somewhere you said over the course of two years uh, I don't know if the plans. I mean, it seems like you're you're gonna yeah, blow past that, right? You're gonna do it within a year. But like, what does doing it mean? Does doing it just means doing the twenty games in the twenty cities, 
and then stopping? Or does it mean taking that uh, footage and rolling it into a show? Is it is the thing what it is that we are seeing now, which is like you going clips on Instagram, social, things like that? Like, what does doing it actually mean? So it, it's definitely a, a, a work in progress, I think, is the best way to answer that because the initial 20 and 20 and 20 was really just to give it some structure and some some target of like, can I, you know, can I reach 20? Is that a doable goal? What I also learned after doing the first five cities and when I went to Africa was I can do more than just turn up and play and then leave. Like, I don't want this to just be like an ego trip of like, hey, watch me play basketball. In Africa, that was really the most... Um, fulfilling journey in the sense because I, I I hosted clinics with kids and I did some things where I was really helping people learn and, and understand and play the game and teach them the game and then in addition to that before I went I contacted you know I mean through our time at NBA TV and the starters and things like that you know I have contacts still at NBA teams and so I just contacted as many as I could and said I'm going out to Africa to host clinics if you guys have any old merchandise that um, you know you can donate for me to take, then then send it my way. And I got so much of it. I got way too much of it. And <laughs> I uh, ran into uh, I ran into Brent Barry at a, a, a Spurs Clippers game. Yeah, here in LA. And uh, I was saying hello to him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Lee just called me. He he wants me to do something for like the this tour that he's doing. Uh, I'm I'm getting back in touch with him." And I just imagine you being like, "Brent, <laughs> he was. I need you to get on a plane. <laughs> I need you to come to Ljubljana." Yeah, no, well, he was the first person I contacted actually, uh, Brent. Um, so uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, anyway, so I got all this stuff, and so I took all this merchandise out there. I had so much of it; it was unbelievable. And so, and how much of it did you steal? No, I didn't. Is this one hundred percent going to charity here? It, it all, it's all, it's there's some actually. I couldn't pack it all. I had so much of it that I'm, I'm, I'm holding on for another uh, tour at some point. But you know, I took that, and when, so when I gave these out to the kids and the people who came running, man, it, it was such a, a fulfilling experience to see the, uh, the you know, these kids light up with legit NBA merchandise. And so that's when I learned, okay, I, I can I can do more than just play. I can actually host clinics and, and, and try to give people a little bit more um, of a long-lasting sort of basketball impact. And, and I was so uh, inspired by the talent and the enthusiasm of the boys and the girls out there. I mean, these kids are playing some of them a lot of them in no shoes and they're playing on asphalt and it's a thousand degrees you know and they're running up and down non-stop and so when you see kids like that who love and enjoy the game so much and you know you can potentially have some sort of impact on their lives it's uh it's awesome you just i, I like to say i come away from that hoping to be able to share the content in a way that translates everything i've just said to you but that's very challenging that's very difficult to be able to do all that because <laughs> At times, I'm shooting at myself. At times, I'm just handing my phone off saying, just shoot us whatever you can here. <laughs> and, uh, okay, well, uh, so, so basically, you are your own producer on these on this, this tour. Uh, I was just curious, um, did you want to apologize to me or JD about anything? <laughs> um, about any of your forcing us along with any of your crazy ideas? Uh, yeah. now, now that you're on the other side of the camera. I, uh, you, Matt, I, I wish you could, you and JD could come on these trips. I truly do. And, and I don't just mean that in a, uh, you know, in a, in a joking way because, you know, the, the chemistry you need to have with a camera crew and a production crew and, and, and just people to help you out. And, and I've hired crews along the way, like in Zambia and Kenya and South Africa, I had crews that I, that I recruited and they did a fantastic job shooting stuff and editing stuff. But, it, you know, there's a difference between, hey, this is what I'm doing, can you shoot it? Versus like, 
we're sitting around the breakfast table. This is what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Get two or three camera angles, you know, um, and all those sorts of things. So I, I knew it was going to be difficult. I'm not, you know, I'm not asking for sympathy or, or, or empathy or anything like that. I knew it was going to be challenging. And I knew that, you know, I, I've got what I've got. And now I'm trying to put that together. And uh, that's also so, a, so that's also you have like basically a year's <laughs> worth of footage. Ideally, what do you do with it? Well, like, got, is it a 30 minute you know, a, a six-part series with the thirty. Come on, Lee. I, I live in LA now. Come on, I, I know, we want to know, know what the what I the know. juice is oh, here. You call. <laughs> I saw what you. I saw on Instagram. You you called up Ted Sarandos. You flew to the Netflix offices. Apparently, you were punching protesters in the WGA and, yeah. and SAG, trying to work your way through. He said, "Not interested, okay, mates. I got a yeah. I got a suitcase full of basketball tapes. I got to get them to Ted." Well, I've got right now. I can say I've got. A Croatia feature, a Zambia, a Kenya, a South Africa, and a France feature. Now, of those, the France one, the Paris one, is the only one that's really close to being uh, released. That should be in, hopefully within the next two or three weeks. Um, and what is that? Like a half hour? Like no, that a, one's a, approximately fourteen minutes. I think okay. it is. Yeah. Now, now there's no real time. I mean, I, I would love to be consistent. Say every episode is. 14 minutes but there sure. are there are so many different parts of it as well there's the basketball part and the Paris one is really all basketball that's that's all one but like in Zambia oh excuse me in Kenya I mean there's the clinic there's the game there's me going to the Masai Mara which was just one of the most incredible life experiences I've ever had um, there's eating food at this place called Carnival where I was eating literally every animal that exists on earth so <laughs> you know um, there's the, I mean I've got the whole food element as well where I've got these different meals like in uh, Lithuania I was eating this incredibly rich, beautiful purple soup. Um, in, in Manila, I was just eating. You know, what's what's in this? Uh, what's in this soup? I, it's it's beetroot. Purple. Yeah, it's beetroot. Cream. <laughs> right, and right. it's thick. And, and you know, you get the big bowl of it. And I'm like, oh great, I'll eat this. I had about like five scoops, and I'm like, I am just stuffed right now. But, uh, oh, is there anything that that you've been served on this entire trip that you've been like, eh, too weird for me? No, but uh, did you eat balut in the Philippines? Did you eat that uh, like fermented uh, chicken? I ate egg in the, in, in. I think so. I think so. Now, when I was in the Philippines, I was like, oh, you would have loved it, Matt, because they were all the restaurant dictator. I said, order whatever you want, as long as it's Filipino. I don't care what it is. And so the uh-huh. the, the the table was just full of dishes, and I was just eating them. But one of the, one of my um one of my favorite uh, experiences was in Zambia. The day I arrived in Lusaka. And they took me out for a, uh, a a traditional Zambian meal, and they put on an incredible spread. And the lady who was talking to me about it, you know, she said, "Oh, this is blah blah blah." She said the word, and I said, "Okay." And then she moved on. And I said, "Sorry, so what is that?" And she said, "Caterpillar." And I'm like, "Oh, oh, I know she didn't say caterpillar off the top. You can say it. You just didn't say it." <laughs> so I, I, was, I was eating caterpillar, but they're kind of fried, so they're not like you know, it's not like you're picking one off the ground and eating a, a, yeah. a, a, a slimy, squirmy one. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and I think it was more just the meal experience in Zambia where they eat, you know, they call it shima, where they, it's like this potato where you sort of, you, you, you form it, uh, the potato in your hand and then you mop everything up and then you just eat it with your hands. And so that's, you know, that's a different experience when you're just around with strangers and everyone's just kind of like eating like that. But uh, I did it and I survived. So uh, <laughs> it was, I mean, it was great. I mean, that that's what I'm, I'm doing. I'm, I'm opening myself up to any of those experiences the last thing i want is to go and eat a, a pizza hut or anything uh in, in a country like that yeah well i mean yeah yeah you have to do that but okay so you're talking about like food you've eaten what's what's the drunkest you've been on <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I know this, yeah i actually. think i think jd knows because i texted him the day after um 
it was early on in, in Ljubljana. And uh, <laughs> I, so I, I had an interview with uh, Sasha Doncic, Luka Doncic's father. And he was a mm-hmm. fantastically welcoming man. And uh, after the interview, he said, you know, do you want to go out for a dinner? And, I, you know, I sort of thought we probably would have a beer or something. And he, uh, and he took me to a traditional Slovenian uh, restaurant. And he's quite a celebrity in Ljubljana, obviously. I mean, he mm-hmm. was a basketballer himself. He's a big guy and he's obviously Luca's dad. And so we were in the restaurant and uh, I, you know, I thought we'll probably have a meal and a couple of glasses of wine and then we'll go home. And it just, the meal, the food just did not stop coming and neither did the wine. And El vino did flow. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and Sasha sort of says, you know, do you want some more as he's filling your glass up with wine there and, and you know yeah, I'm trying like, why not I'm having a good time and so what happened that night was well actually one thing I don't think I, I, I've told on any other podcast so here's an exclusive for you Matt some guy <laughs> some guy tried to uh, like attack me in, in there like he, he came, like I got up we were the only ones in the restaurant at this point it was like midnight and I went to the toilet and as I came back this guy was just ranting absolutely <laughs> ranting at me and I had no idea. I don't know if he was drunk or on drugs or something. He was on one of those. And luckily, Sasha Doncic had just been to the toilet himself. And he sort of walked off and he heard what was going on. He came back and he kind of like diffused the situation and sort of like got the guy out of there. And I was like, what's going on? He just sort of, he didn't really explain it. But I think it was just some guy. I don't know how he even got into the restaurant or whatever. But he he, he was angry at me. For, <laughs> he was angry that day, my friends. And uh, I'm just glad Sasha was there because it was it was it was very intimidating to be have this big guy just like screaming in my face. Wow. And, uh, and I was like, JD, oh. should we tell uh, Lee that we paid that guy to come so he had a little? <laughs> hey, on little... reality TV, you got to oh, yeah, juice it up. Yeah. A bit. Well, exactly. I mean, you know, again, when you're in a country where the language is completely different like that, and you're like, oh my god, what did I do? Did I insult somebody? whatever anyway so we got back to the table and we're still drinking and the day before I had played the game and so I had my basketball with me but I'd left it in the car of the other person his name was also Luca who, who was sort of showing me around the city and at some point I said to Luca listen can I just go and get my ball because I need it for the rest of the trip <laughs> so I got it I, we went out to the car I got it and I came you know I, I was like we were drunk but not like just falling over at this point but yeah. we, we were drunk enough and I, and I was like alright just put the ball down Lee ignore it ignore it ignore it <laughs> <laughs> about an hour later <laughs> that ball came out and it was zipping around the restaurant there was elbow wow. passes there was spinning on the feet I was just dribbling like this and I, that's why I text JD the next day I was like JD oh, I could just oh hold on you were dribbling <laughs> In the, in the restaurant, restaurant. where <laughs> Sasha uh, Doncic's father took you? Yeah, you well, remember Dodgers, yeah. You remember Matt when he used to <laughs> dribble a basketball all around Studio V with literally millions of dollars worth of equipment. Uh, but the ball, <laughs> but I, love, I love this idea of like, look, I want to go to other countries. I want to take in their culture. I want to be respectful. I want to learn from them. It's just Lee with like a bunch of Maasai warriors. And then he, they're like doing their, you know, uh, dance that is their local custom. And then Lee takes out his basketball, starts dribbling through them. Lee with a basketball is literally David Brent with a guitar. It's like, go get the guitar. It was, it was. Go go get the basketball. The other other guys I was with. Do you have any any traditional monuments that mean a lot to these people that I could dribble through? It's just very important to me. Uh, Perhaps any old cemeteries I could just, I could go between the gravestones like they're pylons to work on my dribbling. Well, that happened in Dubrovnik, which I don't know if you've been there or not, but it's a city with a million steps and I'm dribbling around there. 
there and the ball kept dropping down and running out into the road and stuff but uh yeah no it was uh it was one of those nights i was like i wish the cameras were rolling on this one because yeah. uh this would have this would have been one of those potential go viral videos <laughs> did uh the next morning did you call up uh, luca Doncic's father and say hey sasha does ljubljana have one of those iv services like they do in las vegas uh, uh. Well, that's the thing. So we were going to Zagreb the next morning and, um, you know, I hadn't packed because, I, again, I wasn't expecting a super late night. I, I thought, you know, eight, well, I thought probably you know, 10, 10, 30 or whatever. And I had to walk back to the hotel, pack, get up and, uh, and catch the bus uh, to Zagreb. And it was just like, oh, God, I just got to... <laughs> I mean, I was I was hungover, but I was like, I, I was also on a bit of a high because it was such a fun night. And... Uh, yeah, but uh, videos, unfortunately, there were there were some videos taken, but they've been destroyed, mm. <laughs> unfortunately. So annoying. I know, I know. I, yeah, I mean, they weren't destroyed at the exact moment they were requested to be destroyed, but uh, <laughs> they have been since. <laughs> so aside from uh, the uh, your attacker, your potential yes, attacker, what's yeah. what's the weirdo quotient on this trip? Yeah, like who shows up at these things? You know, you would be surprised at the uh, at the lack of weirdos. Really? I mean, okay. you, the genuine passion and love for the No Dunk Starters crew history is unbelievable. Especially because we haven't been on TV now for for over four years. I mean, obviously, you know, tons of people still. Well, follow. the other people listen to podcasts. I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I'm saying that, but I think the TV, you know, that's still the the biggest. Sure, you know. The, the course, showcase mm -hmm. but everywhere I've gone and, and this is a thing that I, I think is um, has proven to me I mean you know guys I've been trying to sort of take the show on the road do podcasts live well now that I've been there and experienced that I'm like more convinced than ever that, that that's something that, that you guys should do I mean you definitely should because the crowds everywhere are dying for a live show in Europe in Africa and Asia I mean Asia wow I mean it's incredible out there but not only that i mean in, in europe i mean people you, you guys i'm sure have seen on, on, on some of my posts the crowds i've been getting for just me playing basketball are huge and there's so many more people who can't make it who are trying to make it who are prepared to travel and they couldn't whatever and then when i get there they're like when it when's the live show when are you guys coming over here and stuff and i'm like well i don't know but i i know that the uh that the the desire for that is huge and and so um it's, well, it's, let's get let's get into a production problem now, because now you're a producer, right? Yeah. So you're you're sending yourself over to these countries, paying for your own flight, your own accommodations, and then you're you know you're going, you're meeting people, you're playing the game. So now we got to send four people or five people, I should say. Let's I'm not involved in this. Let's say no, you are uh, you are involved, Matt. <laughs> I'm telling. Okay, you. now we so we're sending six people. So it's six plane tickets to Europe. Then we're we're booking six hotel rooms. I, I'm assuming we're not sharing anymore. Um, I'm not. And uh, and now, like, <laughs> how many people are coming to the show? What's the what's the ticket price? How you know how are we making this work dollars and cents wise? Okay, well, obviously, you know, there's a financial aspect, but put that don't put that as the priority right now. Put the experience down as the priority because that's truly what what it, to me is way more important. I know you've got to make money. I know people. Someone's got to foot the bill. Sponsors for one. I mean. You can get sponsors. I can. Okay, hold on. I'm calling Brent Barry. Right no, no, no. But uh, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, who's sponsoring today's show? Let me redo the ad reads. I'll see if I can get one of them on board. Okay, great question. Well, uh, Lee, I got some news for you. The ad, the ads are dynamically inserted, so right. no one well, will let know. Me, until... Let me do an ad read. I'll, I'll see if I can get one. Look, th there's ways of making it happen. There's no doubt about that. But if you truly want to make it happen, 
it'll it'll get done and and even if it does cost money at the start who cares like the the experience you will gain from it is worth any expense that it costs and that that's the part of it that this whole journey that I'm going on is the most rewarding experience that I've got now so many more life experiences now look I've got to make money I'm, I've got to still feed a family and put a roof over my head and things like that and you know there are, things are happening but the the main point is like it can happen it can be done and it, it really doesn't take all that much work to get it done and and especially in Europe and I've got the blueprint already if you want it Matt it's <laughs> yes, uh, send it up. The secret files? I, I mean, I, I, I know there's ways it could be done. and But there's no point in you not going. You must go because people still talk about you in the same way as if you are still a full-time member of the uh, of the crew. Again, when, I, when I've had these conversations in, in Asia and Africa and Europe and people like, oh, what's Matty O doing these days? You know, like, or I love that new show that Matty O's doing and things like that. So people still view you very much a uh, a part of the the team and, and well, would- but, but I, I agree with you well not not about that part but i just i mean i agree that like we you know no one like you know skeets task trey and and you like i wouldn't I wouldn't say you're famous in a in a hollywood sense but certainly amongst uh your audience you know people have a very deep relationship with you because I know I know you've never listened to a podcast, but it goes directly <laughs> it goes directly into your ears, right? So it's a very intimate thing. You're doing it while you're driving or while you know if they start to feel like these people are your friends, especially because over like the two thousand episodes that you guys have done, yeah, um, every part of your life ends up coming out in some way or another. You know, way beyond basketball, so people develop relationships with you. So I have no doubt that if if you know me or Skeets or anyone or, or as a group or solo was like, hey. Uh, I'm going to be in Rome. Anyone want to come meet me? You know, people people would come for sure. I think it's just a question of what what is that thing that is happening and how is that story being told to make it interesting for the for people watching it at home? Because, you know, like part of your thing was you were like, oh, I, I got inspired to, well, you, you are always love traveling, but you got inspired by playing uh, pickup in foreign countries. And but I think also a piece of it, or at least that you said on the show, is that you you kind of became disenchanted with with the NBA. And I was listening to the show, going, "Fucking finally, this guy gets it, right, JD? Basketball, <laughs> yes, preach, Lee. Preach. I, th- I always but thought then, you and JD. But then would you come go, around, then you go you know? away, and every time uh, you know, I obviously follow you on every social media platform. So you say basketball, it's not where it's at, man. And then you go, and now you're making me watch strangers play basketball. <laughs> I'm like, well, what the hell's yeah. going on here? Well, it's not that I, it's not that I fell out of love with basketball. The NBA regular season became. You know, kind of like, I mean, I saw James Harden's requesting a trade again. You know, so nothing's changed. You know, hey, yeah. And the I, more and things I saw change, like, the more they stay the, the same. The, the one storyline that I did follow this season was the the MVP conversation. I'm like, this is just crazy. Like, we can't just talk about it every single day. <laughs> we can't possibly talk about it every day. So, those are the things that, for me, became you know somewhat. Um, a little monotonous you know and, and I think the NBA's problem is there's way too many meaningless games I think that's that's a, an issue they need to address but I don't think they did that in the current CBA in fact they added more games which I didn't think was the right solution but anyway again I've fallen out of love with basketball before you know at the end of the when Michael Jordan retired in 98 and I went to England mm-hmm. and I, I fell in love with soccer and, and then I fell back in love with basketball so maybe I will fall back in love with the NBA at some point but I, I've found now that what I'm doing you know it's not 
again, when I said earlier about the 20 and 2020, that was more just like, I want to give it some, you know, some structure and direction. Will there even be that interest? And now I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I've got way more interest now. How it's, how am I going to manage all that? Um, and, and, and again, when I've been in, in these places in Europe, the people have been so generous and so kind and so welcoming. Um, and that's been the most amazing thing. And I'm like, man, I wish I could share this more with, uh, with you guys, especially because, People don't just want to talk about me. They want to know everything about the starters and the basketball Jones and, and you know, and, and the no dunks and everything. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I wish they were here too. So, uh, but hey, if you want to make it happen, let's do it. I mean, it's not a matter of, don't... don't well, pro- I'd love to travel. I want to travel. I don't necessarily want to, you know, play pickup basketball. You don't have to. That, you don't have to at all. Just bring your camera, though. <laughs> <laughs> you little shit. But I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, like, like a, a live show in Europe or Asia or Africa would be a life-changing event for you. And uh, that—that's what I'm trying to sell to people. Is like, okay, I know, you know, I know you can't just ignore the financial aspect, but let's let's not yeah, make. Okay, go go and get some dollars, and if someone's paying for it, sure. I'll, well, I mean, I'll travel. I'll travel to Asia. I'll f- Fucking dribble a basketball through the terracotta warriors. I don't give a shit. Oh, man, Fucking yeah. dunk. I'll dunk over the Great Wall of China. But, that, you know, there, there are some videos, and I've actually got another one coming out very soon, um, where I barely even feature in them because I'm not even trying to talk about... I'm not just saying everywhere I go, look at me play and look at my highlights. I'm trying to tell the stories. Of the uh, you're getting some shots up, Lee. Oh, let's yeah, let's be honest. There's no doubt there's a few, few ones of me. But this one, this guy in Tokyo that I played with just recently, it's all him. And it was so much fun. We, I just turned up, didn't know anybody there, and we played, and he was awesome. And so that, that's the other part of it is the, the unplay, unprepared and unplanned stuff. That's what I'm really uh, enjoying the most because that, the spontaneity of it all, that's awesome. When you get like the stuff, I mean, I'm not sure if you're going to get to it, but when I met Drazen Petrovic's mum, I mean, that was one of the most incredible life experiences I've had uh, that just happened to happen without any mm-hmm. preparation. Of course, yeah. When you're traveling, those are always the, the yeah, best moments, the things best. that are unplanned, the For things sure. that are spontaneous. Um, but uh, no, I mean, it, it does it does sound lovely. I did get some questions via Instagram. I put out a call. So I'm gonna, I might sprinkle some in. Okay. Um, just this getting, from a, a, guy just named... getting a sip out of my Turkish Airlines EuroLeague uh, flask. <laughs> just... Oh, okay. I can't see it. Where's the logo? <laughs> just there. Well, there it is. Oh, okay. Very small. Okay. What, did I give uh, those out or something? Yeah. What, what, sorry. No. Delete that or blur that out, JD. Hey, Unless Matt, Turkish we were, Airlines. Exactly. We were just talking about we need a sponsor. I know. I know. I'm not taking Turkish Airlines money, by the way. Turkish okay. Airlines flies direct from Los Angeles to Istanbul daily with connections to Paris, <laughs> London. All right. This one, this question is from a guy named Jay Skeets. Do you know him? I do. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, famously, you've said that the best, uh, the best airport to take a dump in is in singapore so he True. wants to know what's the best airport i don't think you've gone to singapore on this trip no, have you no. no okay what is the best airport dump you've had on this trip well it's probably in seoul actually i was only there for four hours on on the uh, recent trip to uh through to manila i had a four-hour layover and uh after a 14-hour leg from atlanta you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> well actually sorry i gotta jump in is your policy of never taking a dump on an airplane has that stood through like no. these 50 flights you've probably no, taken no, this it year? Hasn't. It he hasn't. had an emergency coming back from England. Well, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that that's where the streak was officially broken after uh I had the five pints of Guinness and a chicken curry 
<laughs> the night before the flight. <laughs> but it was Five a, pints of Guinness and a chicken curry yeah. sounds like uh, like a soccer hooligan <laughs> chant or something. But I, uh, yeah, I and, and I got into the toilet before we even like left the gate. So uh, that was when I broke. But yeah, look, I've, I, yeah, there's no doubt I have I have uh, broken that streak a few times. I mean, yeah, I've taken some 14, 15 hour flights here. So. Uh, Jeez, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You know what I've learned is like you go in first and you check and you're like, okay, how how hygienic is it? If uh-huh. it's okay, you do it and you just realise the rest of the flight is actually a lot more enjoyable. So, um, <laughs> you know, especially uh, I'm just going to slip this one in. Got the Delta One coming back from Tokyo. So. Hey, all right. Let's get those Sky Miles working, buddy. Your your frequent flyer points yeah. must be off the. Uh, well, not really the because I've, right I've, I haven't really been flying much Delta. It's been uh, I've been Euro. Well, what about the, the Delta family? Don't they have like well, yeah, airlines? We, yeah. I mean, you might want to delete this part because I still don't have my bags from my trip to the Asia to Asia. <laughs> They left after I left. And Who are we deleting this there. for? Well, because for I, don't, I don't want to. I don't want to slag on any airlines, but uh, Korean Air. Well, which airline? Let's slag on them. It's Korean Air. They, oh, I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. You didn't just uh, this... leave your shit in Seoul. <laughs> the thing is, this is a crazy thing. You know, they've got my. You bag. leave your shit, and I will keep your shit. <laughs> they've got my bag, uh, but the, the coordination to get it back is is, is just insane. So we're, uh, we're keeping your bag until you can hit a half court shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk, talking about you being on all these planes and yeah. talking about how you never listen to a podcast. I actually have to know: Have you seen a current movie or TV show <laughs> in the past year? Because if you still have it, I'm I might. Yank my headphones out and close my laptop. Well, right well, give me a year. I started watching uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Is that is that it? Started but didn't finish. Didn't finish. Didn't enjoy it. Didn't yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. You think we're gonna have to delete you talking about Korean Airlines? We're gonna have to delete <laughs> yeah, that. It's yeah, the most beloved movie of the last you. two years. I yeah? I couldn't believe how long that took to get going. I probably gave it half an hour, and I'm like, what? Because <laughs> did, didn't it win like three or four? Uh, didn't it win three or four? Yeah, it won everything. Yeah. 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 So there's that. Um, okay, so so far we're at a no. <laughs> How many times have you watched uh, Mrs. Delta? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> it, hasn't, it hasn't really been on. I, I, ah. I don't think it's on Delta anymore. Yeah. Um, but Turkish Airlines, they have the widest selection of, uh, of videos and movies. But, you know, I end <laughs> Could up... Could you get your tongue out of <laughs> Turkish Airlines' ass, please? <laughs> oh, let me just have a little drink out of my... Mm. Oh, hang on. I haven't got the label there. There it is, yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Well, what are you doing on these planes? I don't understand. Are you just staring at the the armrest in front you know, of you? You know or what I in front of you? you know what I do actually spend a lot of time transferring video files to my hard drives and things like that, and trying to log and, and organize those things. That's, and uh, Jesus, that's fucking thrilling. I'm surprised that's not already an option on the inflate. Watch watch a loading bar go from zero percent <laughs> to a hundred. That that's the time when I I really you know because that's the deadest time when you're in the air. So it's like you may as well just slog your way through it now. And but this is a problem. Both both my hard drives are in Manila still. So I hope I get them back. Why? You flew Korean Airlines back from Manila too? No, I flew Philippine to uh, Tokyo and then Delta from Tokyo. But okay, so why? Uh, it's a long story. It's okay, a long you don't story, have to get man. Into it's it. a long story. My bags okay, are I, c- I cannot believe. JD, if you had to bet, do you think he would have watched at least one fucking movie to completion? He's been on. Pro- How many I mean, flights have you been on? Just a quick estimate. Uh, Probably twenty, I suppose. I mean, he's been on twenty, 20 flights. flights. He hasn't watched anything. Yeah. He's been going to Europe and Asia, yeah. so we're talking like 
between 10 and 14 hour flights. He hasn't watched a single. That means he's logged hundreds of hours in the air. I've hundreds of hours in the air. But I've watched uh, old movies. Yeah, old movies. Movies you've seen. Pulp fiction and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that, yeah. yeah I mean, I you know what? I, that's fair because I watch either shitty movies or movies I've seen before on on flights. I don't like watching anything new. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's but, not the experience I yeah. want. I want you know. Oh well, no, it's not new. Um, uh, Leonardo and uh, and Brad Pitt uh, with Scorsese. Uh, Once upon a time yes. in Hollywood. Yes. Okay. Tarantino. Honestly, that's in the last ten oh, years. Tarantino. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. say it counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That counts. Okay, that. Yeah, counts. But even that, I mean. I don't know. Didn't what? care for it? How'd you no, feel about really. them playing with the history of the Manson family at I, the end? I don't know. I mean, Quentin Tarantino and me, we have we have quite a, a relationship because I think some, <laughs> he's made some of the worst movies I've ever seen, but also some of the best I've ever seen. Interesting. Uh, I just find uh, it, it's like, I don't like Kill Bill at all. I didn't like that. But Inglorious Bastards and Pulp Fiction, absolutely. I, in fact, I watched Pulp Fiction just recently on the flight back because... Uh, that is a great movie, and that's one of those ones you can watch over and over. So, but yeah, once upon a time in Hollywood. Hey, I listened to a podcast with him and uh, Conan. That was a great podcast. Okay, that yeah. was Conan's podcast. Yes, yes. Okay, they, that's they, a good they, podcast, right? Funny, interesting. Very interesting. Very. They, uh-huh. They've had quite a uh, quite a, an upbringing in Hollywood at around about the same sort of time, and mm-hmm. they uh, they went through a lot yeah. of stuff together, and so. Very interesting. So there you go. I'll listen to one. I, I feel like once if you listen <laughs> to the Conan podcast, podcast. <laughs> it might say at the bottom, like, if you enjoyed this podcast, you might also like, is this good? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, a podcast go. with two people you know. Um, so, okay, here's another Instagram question. This yeah. one is from Little Jack Horner. I guess it's a little bit of an is this good question here. Taking to-go food from the airport and bringing it onto the flight to eat it. Is this good? How, did you do this at all? I've done it, yes. Uh, I mean, it's not like a, a, a regular thing, but um, I think um, leaving Atlanta, if I leave like at, say, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, then I'll buy a little salad at the at the gate just before I leave to take that on because sometimes the, you know, depending on what the uh, onboard meal is, I like to have it as a, as a backup there. So, yes, uh, I do it, but, or, you know, I've done it. Um, what about yeah. something that might smell more than no, a salad? Well, that's that's part of it, I think. I mean, I'm uh-huh. conscious of the fact that if you have a salad, you, maybe you wake up the person next to them by shaking it. But apart from that, <laughs> right. you know, the odors, because people bring Chick-fil-A and stuff like that on a plane. And, and again, it's not the worst smell in the world, but it's just more like, did you really have to bring that? I mean, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be allowed to bring... JD, did how far did you get with your Comudgeon Airlines? And maybe we can uh, <laughs> maybe maybe there's something which because you know what JD? Yeah. If you can't put your luggage in the overhead compartment within three seconds, you should be banned from flying for a year, ever, forever, <laughs> and your luggage is thrown out. You don't get it back. Yeah. Three seconds you get because yeah. no, I agree with that. The people who get on and they struggle and battle, and it's like. You're in row 10 and people are trying to get to row 50 or whatever. It's like, why did you bring that on in the first place? You know, and get rid of all these like trolley bags. And it's only like a backpack now is all you're allowed. A small... Well, if it's backpack. a backpack, it should be going under the seat in front of you. Well, f- fine, but the main the main thing is a backpack can go up easily, and and you're done. But it's mm-hmm. the you know people bring like the 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 biggest luggage they can and throw it in the overhead compartment, and especially when you're on those small planes. Okay, well, yeah, but oh. but you're also talking about how you your hard drives are in Manila, your bags in Korea. Yes. If you carried on, 
with as big so, a bag as they would allow you, yes. this wouldn't be a problem. Well, this is my own fault for the hard drives because usually I put one in the carry-on or one in my check bag and then one in my carry-on because the thing is when I transfer them, I like to transfer them to both hard drives so that they're on, so I you know keep track of it all. But this time, I you know, laziness meant that I just kept them in that bag and I said, fine, they'll go there. And now I'm paying the price for it. So they'll get here. They'll get uh, here. They'll, they'll get here. But so, so you would you would it have been possible for you to carry on, or you're just not into it? You no. I, I mean, there, there there are times I would I, I have done only carry on at times, um, even though I despise myself for doing that. But I, I definitely <laughs> do it because of that that reason of sometimes you know transferring through a, a city and getting through customs quickly. Uh, depends on how long I'm in a city, for example, as well. Like I went to Turkey for three days, so that was only carry on. Um, uh, but you know, the longer journeys, like Africa, was like 17 days, so I took <laughs> I took three bags on that one. Oh, are you uh, doing any laundry in your sink? Yes, uh, not in the sink, no, but laundry when I need okay. to do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good. Uh, Lee, if you don't mind, can we do some quick housekeeping? Please, here? please. Um, and you know, please feel free to jump in at any point. You must sip. miss hearing some housekeeping. <laughs> um, well, if you're listening on the No Dunks feed, thanks for checking out the show. Uh, one thing I want to tell you is that we have our own feed. It's called Is This Good? Like the name of the show. You should search that out and you should subscribe to the show. Why should you do it? Even if you're listening on the No Dunks feed. Two reasons. Once summer ends, this will be taken off the No Dunks feed and it'll only be in the Is This Good feed. And that way you will not miss an episode and more importantly right now you are missing an extra show every week that's a show called the great beyond that jd and i do it's a companion pod to this show uh last week for instance was amazing we heard a story about jd getting pantsed in a toga <laughs> that's great. Um, and, that's and right. 60 people saw his uh, schwans <laughs> i talked about an awkward trip i took to a hungarian bathhouse uh, lee you ever been to a hungarian bathhouse not a hungarian no but uh okay yeah then I don't want to know about it. Uh, we found a man that's addicted to Tic Tacs, a man that eats more Tic Tacs per day than any. You'll be shocked by how many Tic Tacs this guy eats. Um, Lee, speaking of JD getting pants in his toga, we yeah. talked about this uh, last week. Have you ever been pantsed? Yes. I don't know if they, what they call it in Australia. Dacked. But yeah. Dacked, yeah. Dacked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I got dacked on the school bus on the year 11 camp. That oh, was, year eleven. Yeah. So you got. I mean, you got a full yeah. complement of pubic hair by that point. <laughs> yeah, we're talking boxers down as well. Yeah, like everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But yeah. weren't you sitting? How, how no, did you no, get... no. Because we were on a school camp. So like on the so on the drive, it was like a ten hour drive, and I just uh -huh. got up from my seat. And, and my old mate Lenny, he was the he was the dacking king. He would dack everyone. <laughs> the dack king. He got me. He got me. Yeah. So uh, yeah. And uh, what were you, it was embarrassment? Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like. Like it's embarrassing because obviously you're just not expecting it at the time. Um, but uh, but were you known as kind of like the the guy who got pantsed on the school trip? No, forever? because because Lenny Lenny used to disdack everybody, so you know everyone got it at some point. That was just the time I got it. Uh, you know, I guess when you think about it, though, on a bus, I mean, a lot of people are actually looking forward yeah. anyway. I was up toward the back end, so it probably wasn't as bad as I imagined it, but. Uh, that one is tattooed in the memory because uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got yeah, me. Yeah. But yeah, look, when it's you, it was tough. But Lenny got a few others really well. So I appreciated uh -huh. that uh, it was just my turn that day. <laughs> <laughs> so you've never been the dacker? Just the dacky? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would Or have. the dacery, yeah, maybe. I don't yeah, know what they call yeah. it there. I think that, I guess the dac, the dacker, I guess. I mean, yeah, the yeah. dacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I've, I've done my fair share of dacking for sure. Um, okay. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> 
It's a part. It's a part of life, isn't it? You know, it sure is. It's better to give than to receive. Uh, All right. We also have merch. Go to isthisgoodpod.com to get the Is This Good retro logo tee or hoodie. Uh, Send topics for a future show to isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to Is This Good uh, on YouTube. That's where you could see Lee's cute little face. He looks very tanned, very refreshed from his travels. Uh, You can see other things, like, for instance, uh, on The Great Beyond, I told the story about how Jill, my girlfriend's car, got beaten in with a bat on the street, and they left a, a little graffiti calling card. I showed the graffiti calling card. Sneak 21. He's out there. We're going to find him. Uh, so, yeah, subscribe and watch on YouTube. Leave a review on Apple Podcast. Lee, I got to be honest with you. We're like probably 45 minutes plus in. I don't even know. I don't even know what to do with you at this point. I got, I got so much stuff I could do. Let, let's try. Let's do this. I want. We have a new segment here. Okay. Um, it's called Is This a Good Rule? And the introduction to it, even though I've just named what it is, goes like this. The internet is full of people trying to tell you how to live your life. It's time to decide if they know what they're talking about in, is this a good rule? All right, so Lee, basically we ask people to send in like rules from the internet or from books. And Matt D sent me an email that said, I've recently read a book by Sam DeBrito called No Tattoos Before You're 30. What I'll Tell My Children. It runs a list, it runs through a list uh, for his daughter and his son when he finally has them. And I picked out a handful that I would enjoy getting yours and JD's take on as well as any guests. So there's, he sort of divided them into rules for his eventual daughter, rules for his eventual son. Uh, So since you guys all have boys, I'm going to ask you a few from the son section. Okay. So rules for his son. First one. Get crazy haircuts before you go bald. Do it all, son. Mohawks, mullets, rat tails. Who cares if old ladies won't get in lifts with you? That's what youth's <laughs> for. So, I mean, you've had something shaved into the back of your head. Yes, yeah. Uh, but have you ever had crazy haircuts? You've had, like, many different hairstyles. Yeah. But I don't know if any of them are crazy. I mean, I've had the mohawk, the flat top. Uh, well, you've had a f- mohawk? Yeah, have we not but seen I mean, the, the, in 2002, when David Beckham was at... Uh, you know, oh, a faux hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone had okay. that going for a while there. Um, uh, you know, I dyed my hair blonde there for a while, which was fun, but it was way more maintenance than I uh, <laughs> anticipated. So uh, that only lasted probably a year. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I haven't sort of had, uh, you know, the, the crazy stuff. Although my uh, soon-to-be seven-year-old Oscar, just the other night, we were getting ready for bed and he was having his shower and he, and he came into the bedroom and he was just crying. And I'm like, Oscar, what's the matter? And he goes, I, I look ugly. And I'm like, what are you talking Aww. about? And he goes, and he goes, look, and he, he'd given himself a haircut. <laughs> Oh he cut his own hair, I, like, and, and you didn't notice? No, no, because like you know, when you come out of the shower, your hair's wet. Uh, Dad's been absent, yeah, hanging yeah. out in Asia and Africa. And, he uh, doesn't even know what his own kid's hair looks like anymore. Anyway, so he, uh, so Roxana had to go downstairs and get the clippers out and, and basically give him a crew cut uh, to uh, to neaten it all up. And he was he was terrified the next day. He wanted to wear a hat to school. This is only like last week. And, oh. uh, and I said to him, like, I said, you can wear a hat if you want, but just so you know, if you do wear a hat and you don't normally, then, then that's going to actually draw more attention to, to what you're doing. So I'll leave it up to you, but whatever. Anyway, he didn't do it. And then he came home and 
as I picked him up from the bus, he was telling the bus driver, he's going, and then I got the scissors out and went like this. So he, he got over it pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is that is a cool story. I yeah. agree. If you wear, a, especially if that hat is a fedora, that's going to drop. Yeah. <laughs> especially if it's Brian's hat, fedora with some flaps on the back. Well, you could have been watching I Think You Should Leave on, on every plane ride, and then you'd know when the guys are messing with you by telling you a long story that's actually from a sketch show. Uh, but, okay, so let's talk, let's talk you're talking about... Uh, you're talking about Oscar there, right? Yes. Or Sevy? Yes, Oscar. Oscar yeah. yeah. If he he says, "Dad, I want a rat tail," what do you get? You're gonna tell him that that's cool? Rat's tail. That's a very interesting one because I think that's quite a uh, def- decisive one because rat's tail is universal. Uh, you know, when I was ten years old, all my friends had one. I wanted one. Dad put his foot down, said, "No rat's tail." A couple of friends <laughs> of mine got one without telling their parents, and they got home from the like the barber shop, and they were. Boom, they lost them as well. So there was a select few kids who were actually even allowed to have them in Sunbury. Um, I, I'm, I'm definitely like, you want it? Do it, man. It's fine. Um, it's only hair. It'll grow back. And I sort of want them to know, I want them to sort of go through the experience of like, well, if people at school are going to make fun of you or tease you, then they're going to be like, get rid of it. But if it's cool and they want to, you know, they want to be a part of that rat's tail group for a while, <laughs> go for it, man. It's just hair. It'll, it'll grow back. Uh, what about you, JD? Did you ever have like a mohawk or anything weird like that? Uh, never had a mohawk. I've had every color of hair though. Um, right. Sort of, you know, bleach blonde, silver, uh, red, pink, blue, all of it. But yeah, not never a mohawk. Uh, okay, so it sounds like you agree with that one, Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're saying good rule. Learn to play a musical instrument. It's far more mesmerizing to the opposite sex than being able to play squash. First of all, I would say Sam DeBrito. What if your son is gay? Yeah, not very progressive here. Uh, I think gay, mes- gay guys are very impressed with other gay guys' squash abilities. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they. I'm sure they are. Uh, but Lee, I don't know if you think this is a good rule. But as far as I know, you you don't know how to play a musical instrument. Some would say your voice. <laughs> is your instrument um i would say if that's true then you yeah. you probably didn't take lessons but uh there's two things uh, I, I taking would, up an instrument yeah there's two things i would change about my upbringing as a youth one would be learn a language spanish most likely and the second uh-huh. would definitely be learn an instrument most likely the piano um those are two things or the acoustic guitar i mean and actually sebastian my 11 year old has just signed up for music class and i was like any instrument you want, I'm going to buy it for you. I want you to just give it your best. And uh, those are definitely things that I, I would love to have, rather than spent all the time on the basketball court as a kid, I, I would have loved to have learned how to play the piano. I think, uh, you know, th- there's there's viral videos going around, you know, of people who just play a piano like, like out in the street and someone comes along and starts singing to them and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think those are so cool and I think that's such a talent. There's this girl actually on TikTok Ukrainian girl who just plays the piano and uh, she's it's just beautiful so I would love to be able to play it and uh, you know I, I think it's I think it is incredibly um, adm- admirable when people can just pick up an instrument and start playing it like that and uh, there's a, actually a guy in Belgrade who played the piano and he told me that he felt playing the piano helped improve his game of basketball because it's something to do with the way that his mind was was operating and things like that and i didn't i didn't have any reason to disbelieve him so uh yes i am very very much encouraging my boys to play any instrument they want but um i would love to be able to you should yeah you should take up the piano because it's probably the one instrument you could dribble on top of <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I would like to. I used to be able to play, you know, um, what's that song from Beverly Hills Cop? Duh, 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 <laughs> axel, duh. Axel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be able to play that on the piano, like the first, I don't know, five notes. And I was like, oh, oh that's cool. That was my party trick. A real yeah, Harold you and, Faltermeyer you and, over there. <laughs> yeah, you and Ross Geller. Uh, learn to fight. I don't care if it's boxing or jujitsu. The rule is you never get physical in the, until they touch you or a woman. Then you'll know how to break their jaw. Okay. Learn how to fight. A good rule? Well, yeah. Learn to defend yourself, I think, for sure. Um, you know, learn. you didn't uh, take up any specific disciplines, did you? No, I didn't. No, I, I think I did karate for like three months when I was nine or something like that. But uh, I wasn't black belt immediately. So I was like, this is not working out. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, look, I think nowadays it's very important to be able to just know that if someone gets aggressive with you, you can you can just, uh, you know, have some ability to to fight back and, uh, and, and stop anything from getting out of hand. Um, so, well, were you confident that you could have taken that on that drunk guy in Ljubljana? No, not at all, because uh, he was he was one of those ones that's like uh, it's so unstable I'm like I don't know what's going to happen here I mean I guess if, if push came to shove I would have just thrown back some punches but I mean it was a it was a very unsettling experience because mm. because I didn't I didn't do anything I hadn't seen this guy I hadn't been there so he literally must have just come off the street and was looking for trouble and um you know i'm, I'm just glad sasha was there to uh, yeah exactly i think you, i think it's pretty you're pretty safe to throw a punch knowing that you got probably like a how, how big sasha's he's like big. yeah he's six probably six seven uh probably you know 220 pounds um, oh i thought so, he'd be bigger than that no he's a big he sounds big tiny yeah i no, could no. take him <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh all right what about you jd did you I feel like your kids took some kind of martial art, didn't they? They, t- they took Taekwondo, and then uh, Lincoln got pretty serious about jujitsu, which I was trying to encourage Jackson to get into as well, because he would be playing basketball or uh, mostly in basketball. But I think it, if you're doing jujitsu, you get used to having a guy's hands on you, you know. And mm-hmm. in basketball, you know, there it's a it's a quote unquote non non contact sport, but you know, there's guys on you all the time and he doesn't yeah. like that, but you know, he gets uncomfortable in that feeling. So if you get comfortable with having somebody's hands on you or trying to hurt you, then I think that you, any sport, it, it, it's a, it, it's a plus for any sport and just in general confidence too. Yeah. Like, uh, like uh, I would hate for one of my boys to be in the situation that Lee was in where you just like, this situation is going to get out of control and I, there's nothing I can do about it. Like, so yeah, I think jujitsu is uh, is great for kids. So, <laughs> well, Lee, do, do you uh, abide by that? I think it was in it's in Fight Club. What's the line like? You don't know anything about yourself as a man until you've taken a punch. H- have you have you ever taken a punch? Uh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, in the uh, younger days, you know, in the uh, nightclubs when you're in your nineteens <laughs> and twenties, there's uh, been a few punches thrown. Um, I remember I was dead. high on cocaine. No, 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 just drunk and in Sunbury, you know. In, uh, yeah. <laughs> The lads. I remember just dancing one night, and this guy just started throwing punches. I thought he was trying to punch someone behind me, so I saw. I didn't like. Oh, I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say. I thought he was trying to dance. Well, uh, yeah, I I was dancing, and and the next thing I know, he threw, and he missed like three or four, and I sort of looked around. Then, then like other people came in and broke it up. 
And I was like, why was he trying to fight me? I was just dancing. You know? Your but, dancing was so offensive <laughs> yeah, to him. Yeah, he hated it <laughs> so much. Like, yeah, uh, there was I one time in London guy. as well, there, this guy, this drunk guy was just being an idiot and he, and he actually threw a punch at a friend of mine and I just jumped on him straight away and I had him down on the ground. I mean, I didn't throw any punches. Again, everyone sort of breaks it up pretty quickly, but yeah. I was, uh, I was, I was in ready to, I mean, I, I wasn't going to do anything major to him, but I enjoyed kind of choking him <laughs> <laughs> spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days pool season's coming soon so i've been hitting the weights with peloton and my guy adrian williams trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind it's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in and their expert coaches and non-stop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adrian, Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. There's only one thing left to do, and that's play Subjective Trivia. Yes! All right, so subjective trivia is just like regular trivia, except only I know the answer. So I was thinking, I didn't know what to ask you, Lee, but I was thinking, once this tour is over, you don't know what you're going to do next. I don't know what you're going to do next. So I got, had some ideas of, of jobs that you might be qualified to do. <laughs> okay. So today's question is, which of these jobs do I think you'd most want to do okay all right, so okay. i'll i'll name i'll go through the jobs one by one okay. and then when i name them you tell me what you think your qualifications are okay okay, okay. so job number one 
snuba instructor. Mm. So just so people know, I'm not saying scuba <laughs> yes. instructor. I'm saying snuba instructor, which is we'll explain what that is. So it, why you might be qualified? It's, it's kind of a hybrid between scuba and snorkeling. So you're not snorkeling. You're going definitely deeper under the water, but you're not going super far down. You're kind of tethered to the gas or the not the gas, the oxygen tank on the surface, which follows you around. It's a really good introductory to, you know, again, going beyond just snorkeling on the surface, but not going so far down where you're, uh, you know, you're trying to explore the Titanic or anything like that. Uh, really, really fun thing. Takes a little bit of getting used yeah, to. Yeah, you, Lee, you've been gone for a while, but something happened with people exploring the <laughs> yeah. Titanic. So I, I did know. see that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'd, like to, I'd like to dribble a basketball on the Titanic. <laughs> Well, yeah, in the tank, in that little tank that they took down there. Anyway, yeah. Um, so, really, really fun experience I've had with uh, with Sebastian, my uh, you know now eleven year old, and um, I enjoy it too because scuba diving for me, I, I, I think I would do it, but I also look as an asthmatic my whole life. Any time I've had any restriction on oxygen flow or anything like that, I've never felt comfortable. But snuba mm-hmm. is um, is good enough that even if you do have to rise quickly to the surface, you still shouldn't go super quick. But it's not quite as, as, as dangerous as if you're scubaing, you know, 40 or 50 feet down. Yeah. I mean, it's like snuba is like the theory of you take two things that are good that people like, like yeah. scuba diving and snorkeling, and then you combine them together. Um, like, and that makes it better. Like people love the guitar. People love keyboards. You make a keytar, everyone agrees <laughs> that's better than the two other things, oh, well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who used to play that? Was it... There's someone, Def Leppard or someone, didn't they used to play that, the guitar? Oh, I'm sure a guitar yeah, showed up yeah, somewhere yeah, in yeah. the Def Leppard yeah. lexicon. Yeah, <laughs> probably probably not the drummer. Um, <laughs> the downside, too Lee, soon, is... Too yeah, soon. yeah. So you got your snooping, but you're a snoob instructor. This is your yeah, job, right? Yeah. This is your career. So you're going to do it on days when it's warm and it's nice. Yeah. But you're also going to have to do it on days when it's cold, which means you might have to wear a wetsuit. And if there's one thing we know about you is you hate wearing a wetsuit. <laughs> well, I hate wearing a wetsuit in a television studio, that's mm. for sure. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, the only places I've done it are in Aruba and Turks and Caicos. So, yeah, definitely didn't need a wetsuit there. It was beautiful and warm. So I would probably station myself in a city or in a you know destination like that where you wouldn't need mm. a wetsuit. You're not going okay. down deep enough either, um, you know, that where you, where you would really need it. So am I? qualified to teach it is that that what you're asking isn't it uh, no no i think oh. you've stayed your qualification oh, okay. Okay. i think, okay. I think okay. we'll yeah. move on to the next talk okay. to the next potential job that, okay. that you okay. might be might be good for you right sommelier oh yes i mean i i uh i like a glass of uh elvino every now and again uh-huh. um <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's a very interesting one because look, I wouldn't say I've got the most sophisticated palate in the world, but I know mm-hmm. what I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and what know, you like is wine what? that tastes like grape juice. <laughs> no, 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 no. I I like I like, um, I, I like a, a rich, a richer red. I think um, more than a fruitier one. Um, I mean, look, champagne is still my preferred choice. I mean, I don't, you know. Really? Yeah. Like you would drink that for a full night? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I at mean, weddings, honestly, people do. I drink it at weddings yeah. when it's when there's free champagne. I was definitely Now that's drink. a bad hangover though. That's uh, a bad hangover. Like be. can be. It can be. Yeah. It, it it depends. If you're just pounding only champagne and no water at all, then yes, but I try to sort of uh, pace it so that I have a little bit of water. 
So when I was in okay. Delta One last week, I had a little bit of champagne. Oh, I can tell you. <laughs> okay, uh, next potential job: zookeeper. Hmm. Loves giraffes. Do I do? And I, and and you know, look, I uh, in the Maasai Mara, I saw nature's most beautiful animals. Uh, and now you don't want to see them caged no, up anymore. No, no. But you were a big zoo guy. I, I well, I'm a big animals guy. Uh, I mean, I, I, I do. I feel a little uncomfortable sometimes going to zoos because if you know the conditions that that you see are not always, mm-hmm. you know, what they, the what, reality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and again, being in in the Maasai Mara, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I wish I wish people could experience that because you're seeing elephants, giraffes, and lions you know literally in their natural environment and there's nothing preventing them from getting to you either like i had i had two very uh, spine tingling experiences there this this elephant this big black elephant walked right in front of our safari truck and just stopped and stared <laughs> and just stared and stared and stared and the driver was like just don't say anything I'm like is that it is that our defense just don't say anything <laughs> And he's like, it'll, it'll go away soon. I'm like, okay. It's exactly what happened at the Donchich's restaurant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and anyway, anyway, the elephant did eventually walk off. But you just know that if those animals decide, it's your time, buddy, they, they, they'll come and flip the truck over in a second. And then the other one was we were driving along off the sort of track and there were these lions uh, and lionesses there. And we were driving along and all of a sudden there was a big like ditch in the in the in the grassed area and it made this loud bang. And this lioness just looked up and I was just like, Oh my god. Like, cause you're not any loud noises or, or un, you know, unexpected noises and things like that, that's what can spook them. And this lioness just looked up and I was just like, Oh my god, what are we gonna do here? And again, fortunately Benjamin, the driver he just slowly sort of backed up and, and, and then we drove off and, you know, I said to him, just so I know, do we have a gun just in case? And he's like, no, 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 none of that stuff. And I'm like, so what do we do? And he's like, well, you know, you just, they just won't attack you. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> I, I mean, fair the, enough, the, they don't have guns. Fair enough, really, because yeah, otherwise they'd be, yeah. That's you're right. in their territory. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And um, But it, 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 yeah, it, it is your fault. No, I mean, look, you, you know, you do things and you, you you'd be in those situations and you're like, oh God, I, I, if I'm going to go out, this is this is not the, really the way I wanted to go out. Yeah, but. because it's like an Australian uh, stereotype. I mean, you're like crocodile hunter yeah. stuff. Oh, oh. But, but that's what I was about to say. Like that gene apparently doesn't go to all Australians because <laughs> no. crocodile hunter would be loving it. He'd be like, yeah. oh, I hope this elephant stays here. Oh, yeah. Look how big its trunk is. And Lee's just shitting his pants. Final job that you might have lee yes you've been traveling a lot yes flight attendant which class <laughs> you have to take you them to all you, take you gotta turns. put your you gotta put your time in before it's so, you move up it's so class. funny that you asked that uh, well because i was thinking about this just last week when i was in delta one because <laughs> when you're in that class Lee has become insufferable. Yeah, very, very, absolutely. Now it's like, how do you go back? Any yeah. class. Yeah. Um, but I know as well from from people I know who've been flight attendants. Actually, they say first class is worse because the people there just mm. expect you to 
you know treat like you're like a more slave. demanding yeah. yeah whereas when you're an economy it's like here's your food eat it or don't i don't care you <laughs> thank know? you for the nuts <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so and so I, I i sort of i mean there's obviously way more people um you know in the in the in the you know galleyways there are probably a little tighter and things like that but i actually think you know economy might be a, an easier a job just for that reason that you don't have to please the the, the customers in the same way you do in those uh, more expensive seats. So, um, but I I I, um, I don't know I don't know if I would like. Okay, it seems like you, it seems like you. This is the one you seem least qualified. Well, for. because uh, I mean, yeah, probably. You're a people. Are you a people person? Uh, sometimes. I mean, you know, that that's where I think I think I'd just be more suited to economy. It's like. This well, is you're not you... scared of flying. No, like a little scared, turbulence no. doesn't bother oh, you. Well, I mean, that's actually one thing I haven't said. The irony of me being in Delta One last week—it was one of the most bumpiest rides I've ever had, and I felt <laughs> nauseous. <laughs> I was like, wow. "See, see." I mean, wow. you know, you can't brag too much when you're just like, <laughs> "I think I'm going to vomit." It was just like wobbling the whole time, and I'm like, "This is not right." But uh, yeah, no, I mean, you know, like not not afraid of flying, but at the same time, there's one of these. Um, uh, pages I follow on Instagram called Plane Finder. I don't know how there are not multiple plane collisions every single day. There's I don't a- want to talk about it. Well, you know that there's a story that came up that yeah, there have been like more yeah. close calls in the last, I don't know what it is, like six months than there have been and whatever before that. Well, they broke the I record. I they're talking about like they need some kind of oversight. Cause- yeah, well, they broke the record for 135,000 flights in one day. And I'm like, those small it. European cities, how are they not just smashing into each other left and right? Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I just watched uh, Hijack, that Idris Elba show on Apple Plus. Now I know, I know that you haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's like, "What's Apple Plus?" That's the irony about when I get on. Netflix. Yeah, what's, what's <laughs> who's Idris Elba? What's Apple I've heard of Plus? Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Lee, what's your answer here? Which um, which of these jobs do I think you'd most want to do? Snuba instructor, sommelier, zookeeper, flight attendant? Uh, probably the probably the snuba, I think. I mean, okay, I, I, I definitely think I could uh, spend my days in the ocean. I, I, I think that would probably be the one I'd, I'd like most. Um, sommelier, yeah. I mean, you know, sure, sure. Zookeeper, <laughs> oh, yeah. no. And then flight attendant, not really. Not really. Okay, well. Well, hold on. Uh, do I get to answer? Oh, yeah, sure. You answer. Yeah. Even uh, though it's the job that Lee wa- thinks he wants to do. Yeah, but it's the job Wait. that you think. Yes, that, you're right. You Lee still... would want yes. to do. Please go ahead. Okay, so the get out of here, Snuba, yeah. because of the wetsuit thing. I mean, yeah. you, you talk a big game, Lee, but you're not wearing a wetsuit. Let's be honest. Yeah, you're... but but you don't need to. That's what I'm saying. Oh, well, you might. You might. And also. <laughs> I don't, you, I don't think you'd want to be the guy sort of looking down in the water, following around these people. That would get old very, very fast. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, the instructor has to keep an eye on people very closely because it's difficult to get the breathing right. Oh, yeah. You, know? right. you, you would, would lead the industry in, uh, in open water. So do you remember <laughs> well, that movie, yeah. Open Water, where the people go scuba diving, then they come up, the boat's gone, and uh, then you just get a, they yeah. just all get eaten by sharks. <laughs> yeah. Two hours of waiting for them to die. Yeah. Yeah, that would happen. That would happen to... Every like one person on every one of your tours. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Sommelier. I mean, you're disqualified immediately, immediately because of your penchant for Moscato. I'm sorry. Ah. Yeah. But that just disqualifies and, you. And when he's the sommelier, when you're the sommelier, you can't like just tell the person at the restaurant. Okay, hold on. I'll ask JD what he wants to order. <laughs> See, that, I'm disappointed there, JD, because sometimes on a hot summer's day. 
that Moscato is very nice to go I mean, down. Oh, give beautiful. me a Prosecco, maybe, but not Moscato. Okay, <laughs> and then we get to the zookeeper. I, I think you're 100% right. The conditions, you would not be able to live with yourself doing nah. that job. But what is the number one responsibility of a flight attendant? The number one thing that they're responsible for? Mm, Cleaning watching toilets. Watching Mrs. Doubtfire? Cleaning toilets. It's safety, guys. Ah. Safety. Oh. Lee Ellis is all about safety. Remember, every time somebody had an untied shoe on the court, he would point it out. That's not safe. Not. <laughs> Lee Ellis is co-celebrity. Oh, Smith. he ate a J.R. Smith. He ate a J.R. Smith for exactly. untying those shoes. So put me Lee, down. that's why, that was the, do you think that was the start of you hating the NBA, Lee, when J.R. No. Smith untied those shoes at the free throw line? No, no. I don't hate the NBA. You don't. You hate it. You hate the NBA. Just say it. Who won? Who won the NBA this year? Who won? Who hosted oh, I the no, I was Bryan happy trophy. to see uh, Jokic and the Nuggets win. I was thrilled. Okay, that's true. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. That's just yeah. objective trivia. But I'm glad. He's just glad taking a little break. I watched He's it. A break. I, uh, yeah, I watched the first half of every game and then watched the second half in the morning. It was. <laughs> Wow, great. nothing much has changed. No, nah, exactly. No, oh, no. 10 o'clock, JD, you would... If, <laughs> to get me... Uh, to talk to me after 10 o'clock at night, you'd have to be naked. That's the only way you okay. would be able to talk Good to, to me. Good to know. Next time I FaceTime you at 10.01, I'll be sure to be naked. Anyway, put me All right, down. JD, so I assume you're saying... <laughs> I'm flight saying flight attendant. Flight attendant is a job. Okay, you're both wrong. It's Zoo. Oh, you love wow. giraffes. You wow. spend your whole day with a giraffe. I, I guess I just don't know you anymore, man. Well, I, I mean... You've been I, gone I, for I, too long. I think I, I understand why you would have chosen that but it's just okay, again you. You, I, I've, I've experienced nature in in, in its purest form and uh, <laughs> Zoo's down. like Fuck sending you. him to jail Jeez, I've, I've, who can go back to the zoo once you've seen the plains of this of what's the word I'm looking for of uh, the Kruger National Park no, it wasn't Kruger no it was Masai okay. Mara well, but, yeah, okay. yeah. oh so I'm at, okay great Lee, where can people find you and, and follow your journey? Just, uh, I'm Lee Ellis. Nef- Netflix.com? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, will I watch my own show? That's the question. That's the great question. Of course question. you will. Um, yeah, just Lee Ellis on uh, Instagram. That's really the only place. I mean, I'm on Twitter, but whatever's going on with that now. TikTok, yeah. I mean, there's something there, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> that should be their quote. TikTok. There's something oh there. Oh, my God. TikTok. That, it's, uh, it's like podcasts, it's just but not, with it's, video and much shorter. I, I, I can play basketball for two hours on concrete and not feel old. I'm on TikTok for 10 minutes, and I feel like I'm a thousand years old, man. It's, yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's, I don't it's, enjoy it. But, you know, anyway, there on YouTube. Yeah, well, so, so, serious question. Yeah. You're, you've, you're four cities away from completing the original thing, right? Yes. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So I have a feeling you'll be done those pretty soon. Like, would you say within the next three months? Uh, possibly. Possibly. Okay. Or, or so within the next six months? Yes. Do you feel more yes. comfortable I would, with that? Okay. I would think so, yes. So we're six months from now. Uh, May, we're, we might be in the middle of the in-season tournament uh, <laughs> with that one extra game that you're upset about. Um, what, what, what do you do next? Do you try to do more cities? Do you what happens? Yeah. I mean, as long as I've got interest and invites and offers and, and people who are willing to help me make it happen, it's going to keep going. I mean, so once uh, again... I, I said, Even if you don't find a benefactor, whether that be well, like it doesn't, you know, sponsor it doesn't, or... Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be one sponsor. It can be each one can be sponsored separately, individually. And so, so you're saying like the tourism board or something pays you to go to... Literally can't think of one single country, <laughs> Cape Town. 
or whatever. Yes. So you go to Cape Town. Yeah. And okay, so do, do you see that as a sustainable uh, like business model? Do you think uh, that could happen? Uh, yes, because there's a lot could. of countries in the world. No, there, there's no doubt about it. And, and again, I feel inspired and encouraged by the amount of you know messages and emails and things like that. And I, I think it's it's reasonable at this point that you know each city and each country would only really focus on helping fund or fund that particular stop. So it, you know, if I if I'm able to generate enough of those sponsorships, um, and then potentially another, you know, major uh, sponsor, um, <laughs> then uh, <laughs> you know, then there's other there's other there's other things. I mean, it, it's a continual evolution. You know, it's not it's not only about a Netflix series or anything like that. It's it's about um, it's about everything. You know, things like I did in in Manila just last week. You know, going out there for a a big basketball convention, um, you know, mm-hmm. trying to go for that. So there's no real, I mean, there's no real end goal in, in, until I run out of people saying, yeah, no one, no one wants me to go and play there anymore. And that's, that's kind of when. <laughs> It'll be the saddest moment of your life. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, you know, and that's the thing. I, I, I feel the opposite of that where I've like, I've got so many offers now that I can't possibly get to them all, you know, um, because I don't want to be away for. But what comes months. first, the off? Like when you say offer, I assume you mean like a, a fan of yours from, from No Dunks yeah. or whatever that uh, like lives in Rome. Yeah. The offer is that fan saying, "Hey, come! I know a cool court here." Or is the offer the tourism board of Rome saying, or Air Italia saying, "Come to, we'll pay for you to come to Rome." What, uh, what do you mean no, by that? No, definitely offer? the first one. It's like someone says, "Hey, come to my city," and then I'll say, "Do you know?" a brand or a sponsor or you know a company uh-huh, who okay. might be interested in in uh sponsoring it you know and and it right, doesn't right, have right. to be one sponsor only it can be like hey if we can get three or four on board then you know we can we can make it happen and then it also becomes like do you have people who can shoot it and edit it uh and help put it together and then if there's if there's an airline or if there's a hotel that wants to be a part of it so um you know it's it's all that uh really and um yeah, I mean, the the you know, I would love obviously to have a consistent crew, like a you know, a producer and an editor and a shooter, if you know anyone. <laughs> well, that's just JD does all three of those things. So JD, I know, but go. but but I also need someone else with him who knows JD and who's maybe worked with him <laughs> and he's got some time and he's in a city where he can travel from easily. So uh, well, yeah, well, I'll I'll, def- I'll do a quick brainstorm once we hang up and. I'll see if I know anyone. Hey, listen, man, you know someone, and I'm talking to him right now. You wouldn't want to travel with I me would for love, like a year that's and the, a half. That's the funny no, you thing. wouldn't. You hey, wouldn't. You say that now. You say hey, that I'm now. Telling you, you would not want to do that. Of all the things I would love, it would be you, me, and JD going traveling because it wouldn't be smooth and it wouldn't be like there would be <laughs> right about that. There would be so much like you know uh, frustration and 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 things would go wrong and how we react to those would be so much uh, so entertaining because I can see JD just fuming. Matt being frustrated and me just like it's great guys let's keep going let's keep doing it well, that, yeah, I, that well, dynamic I agree with you. that is exactly what would happen exactly <laughs> and that dynamic is must watch content right there I'm telling you no, no, okay no, well if we're in it who's shooting us well again we're all shooting each other but yeah. um, <laughs> but no, no one no one wants to watch a show that's just like it goes and it's smooth and things work and go to plan no one wants that that is true mm-hmm. everyone wants to like I would kill that guy if I was traveling with him. I couldn't stand to travel with that guy, but they're watching every single show. And that's that's where it would be hilarious because, you know, again, when, when things go wrong, I'm just like, all right, if it's out of my control, I don't let it bother me. 
but I can also see JD when things, you know, happen like that, getting really upset. But that's like, okay, put the camera on him now. Make sure we capture that <laughs> side of it. It'd be hilarious, man. <laughs> Well, remember to check us out on Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash is this good? If enough people donate, <laughs> maybe JD and I. Let's not joke know. around. Seriously. JD and I wants, will be If someone wants to, to sponsor a trip with the three of us, let's make it happen, man. Let's do it. it I'm would, in. You, uh, any, destina- any city in the world you want to go to, we can do it, man. It'll be awesome. I guarantee there you, you come go. away with there it. There you have it. The invitation <laughs> is open. Of course, for any for any sponsors to hear that, they would have to listen to a podcast. But let's hope <laughs> that other people aside from yourself are listening. If you have topics, email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Thanks to JD. Thanks to Lee for coming on, making his triumphant return to the Classic Factory. Uh, good luck on your next four cities. Good luck on whatever comes after that. I say this like I'm never going to see you again, but hey, yeah, we'll I know. See you, you, you might be on Rome. those next four, Matt. <laughs> I'd, prefer, I'd prefer Toscana, Lee. Maybe we play a game in Siena. Maybe Firenze. Matt, uh, let's do it. I mean, let's okay. do it. Okay, but just to be clear, we're not filming anyone playing basketball. That's in our rider, right, JD? <laughs> That's 100% right. I'm not, I, I'm not traveling... You know what? Then fine. Sure, I'm not traveling to, to Florence to, to film you shooting. Yeah, we're, you know, I, I could, we're I, I've done that for like ten years. That's fine. We don't. You don't okay. have to do that part of it. You shoot the rest of it. I'll take care of the basketball All side right. of it. No, no, okay. no. How's this? No, this is a rule you have to agree to now. We agree to come with you, but you cannot pick up a basket. <laughs> the well, what's the time. point of that? What's the point of that? <laughs> but hey, if that's the conditions, though, to get you to go, I'll do it. I'll do okay. It. Well, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Wow. He really wants us, JD. He really okay. wants us. I'm just telling you, man. The, 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 like, like I, I'm trying to pull this off myself, and I know it's you know enormously challenging. But to have people who you know <laughs> you have worked with, it's like, all right. Well, there it goes, man. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Here we go. I see. I I have the next decade of my life already awesome. mapped out all for right. me. Thanks to this show. Uh, thanks in advance for leaving us five star review for everyone. I'm Matt Austin, and this was good. We'll see you, unless your name is Lee Ellis and you won't be listening <laughs> next week. I'm gonna listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs>